This is Lydia Page, and you're listening to episode eight of the Boss Up Podcast. Before we get started, I have to ask, are you a part of our Facebook community yet? It's a place where we explore each episode and ask questions related to the topics. We also share tips and tricks on how to boss up in our own lives and businesses. If you're not a part of Boss Up Babe yet, we would love to have you. Please visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Boss Up Babe to be a part of this fabulous community. Or you can text the keyword Boss Up to the number 345-345 to join now. This episode of the Boss Up Podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the number one cloud accounting software designed exclusively for freelancers and entrepreneurs. You can create and send professional looking invoices in just 30 seconds and find out exactly when your clients see your invoices. You can set up online payments quickly and get paid two times faster. Using the FreshBooks mobile app, you can track all of your expenses right from your smartphone. Start your FreshBooks free trial today. Visit bit.ly forward slash FreshBooks. If you're listening to this episode, don't forget to take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag myself at Lydia M. Page, tag at The Finance Femme, and hashtag Boss Up Babe, and let us know what you think. So my definition of a boss is really just someone who has control over their life. So um, I know a lot of times we think of boss in relation to how we work and our business and our jobs and things like that. But for me, it's just all inclusive, like all about your life. The boss is the one that has control over her time, over her money, over everything. So that's that's kind of my definition of a boss. You're, you're, you're listening to the Boss Up Podcast, where we get real on what it takes to be successful in life and business. Hosted by your favorite girl, boss, business owner, and mentor, Lydia Page. I love that definition. And I think it's so important that we are in control of our lives, because if you're not, that means somebody else is. Um, and it's definitely important that we don't give up the power that we have. So tell me a little bit about how you got started with the finance fam. Why don't you talk us through it a little bit? Yeah, so the finance fam actually, um, I'm kind of an accidental entrepreneur in that I was in corporate finance and accounting. That's what I went to school for and like always had the vision of just climbing the corporate ladder, never thought about entrepreneurship. And um, I actually ended up running into a few people that had small businesses and um, like literally my very first client, I just walked into her store. She had a boutique and we were talking and I told her I did finance and she's like, oh, I need your help. And I'm like, okay, sure. And she's like, no, seriously, like come back to my office right now in the back of the store and like help me figure out what's going on with my money. And I'm like, okay. So went back there and um, started helping her with her business. And, you know, long story short, literally like within 30 days, turned her business around. And um, and then I realized like, oh, okay. So what I'm doing in, in corporate all day, nine to five, while I'm, you know, climbing this ladder thinking that that's what it's all about. I'm like, wait a second, I can really make an impact here with women that own these businesses and helping them, you know, get on the right track. And so once I saw that, and once I had that moment, that was kind of like the aha moment for me. And that's instantly when I actually started the brand and all of that and, and um, created the finance firm. So was there a process of you deciding, okay, I think I'm going to leave my corporate job and start my business? Um, or was it something that gradually happened over time? 
Yeah. So I actually had the the finance firm like on the side for about a year or so before I actually left my job. So um, when I, the first few clients I had, there was no finance firm. It was literally just Kendra James. She knows finance accounting. So I'm going to work with her. There was no business name, no website, no cards, no anything. Um, and so for that year, so I actually worked on not only just getting clients and doing that kind of on the side of my full-time job, I also worked on building a brand, which um, within accounting and finance and tax is just so important because we are usually kind of behind the scenes. And, and so having a brand to kind of speak for my business was a big deal. So I built that out, um, had a couple of clients initially, and then I officially quit corporate in December of 2016. And when I quit, I actually turned that client or turned that company that I was working for into my first corporate client. And so I flipped that into a corporate contract and used that and the clients that I had accumulated over that year or so to help me um, go you know, into the finance room full time. Kendra, that's awesome. And I'm really glad that you were able to kind of create this momentum in your business and keep it going. And you touched on something that I kind of want you to tell us a little bit more about. You said you had a brand that was able to speak for your business. What were some key components when you were building the finance fan? What were some key components of your brand that you knew you wanted to communicate to your audience? Um, well, initially it was a struggle because initially I, I really took to building my brand, um, with the finance firm as I had built my personal brand in corporate America, which is completely different. So in corporate America, I built my personal brand as someone who was just very analytical and I knew everything about financial statements and tax codes and all of this. And that's what I would always talk about because when I'm, you know, essentially pitching myself in interviews in corporate, that's the language that they were speaking. So that's how it worked. And then I quickly realized when I started the finance firm that when you're talking to, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, everyday business people, they don't talk in those terms. And so I started off talking about, hey, this is the difference between a balance sheet and a PL, and quickly realized, like, no, that is not how you build a brand. Um, outside of corporate. So now it's completely transitioned to be more about just how do I bring value to the business owner? So not necessarily talking, you know, in all of this jargon and like technical talk, but like literally, how do I help you and how do you help yourself become a better business owner by understanding your finances, understanding the, the bloodline of your business, which is your money, the money that goes in and out of your business. Absolutely. Kendra, I'm loving everything that you're doing with the finance fam. And I'm sure the audience listening right now might want to know a little bit more about your business and maybe if they wanted to hire you. So what products and services do you offer um, with the finance fam? So it's really two main services and the best service just really depends on um, what type of business you're in. So if you are another accountant, finance or tax professional. I actually coach those industry professionals on how to build a brand and business in this like current day. So that's something that I just started doing over the past year or so, which it was like mentoring and coaching other accounting and finance and tax professionals and building a business and building that brand. Um, so if you're in that space, that would be a great way to go with the coaching and mentoring. But if you are a small business owner, I really specifically cater to retail and like e-commerce brands 
where I come in and I just take over their accounting and finance. So I come in, I help them with all of their accounting records, um, understanding um, and understanding how that helps them grow their business. Because it's one thing to just have your your data and your numbers up to date, but you really want to be able to use that information to grow your business. Like accounting isn't just a box that you check at the end of the month to say, okay, I did that. You want to use that information to know how to grow your business. So just like people in marketing use their analytics to grow the business, when you're in accounting and finance, you use those numbers to actually figure out ways to increase sales and cut costs and have a lower tax liability. So you want to utilize information and not just do it to check off a box, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It does make sense. Um, When you were starting the finance firm, were there any hurdles that you had to overcome personally or mentally um, when you were starting your business? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started, um, I guess the biggest hurdle was just like mindset because when you are transitioning from corporate to, or from any nine to five to entrepreneurship, there's a mindset shift that like has to take place. Like when you become your own boss, even if you're doing it on a part-time basis, you have to think differently than when you're reporting to someone else. So um, there is no um, pats on the back, right? Like if, when you are working a nine to five and you do a good job, usually your boss, your manager, whatever will be like, oh, okay, this is great. But when you're doing it yourself, even when you accomplish something, you're already looking to the next goal. And so a lot of times we don't pause to like tell ourselves, hey, that was a great job. So um, I would definitely say in the beginning, that was a, a struggle was just going so hard that burnout happened. Burnout happened within the first few months for me, just because I didn't have that that shift in mindset that I think is so important um, for entrepreneurs. A lot of times we just go so hard and we hear, you know, team no sleep and all of that. And it's, it, it's just not sustainable. Absolutely. Burnout is so common, especially when you're first starting your business. Is there anything that you do differently now to avoid burnout? Oh yeah. So one thing that I literally just started doing maybe a month ago that has been a life changer. And I learned this from my coach is, um, that I have to just like literally have times throughout the day, throughout every single day where I just plan nothing because I'm a calendar junkie. So I have everything in my calendar. I I put in when I'm going to eat, I put in when I'm going to go get my nails done. Like I put everything in the calendar and now that's just, I, I don't, I'm not so strict about that anymore. Like I say, okay, this week I'm going to make sure I get these things accomplished, but I'm not trying to hold myself to such a strict calendar that I go crazy. So I have flexibility. I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm a full-time entrepreneur, which I didn't up until, you know, a few months ago because I was just so hard and so strict. And I'm realizing like, you got to under, you got to, find happiness in every step of the process. So the step of the process that I'm in right now as a full-time entrepreneur is that I have the the flexibility of time, right? I, I can, I should be able to enjoy a Friday off if I want a Friday off and not feel bad about it. Like that's why I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. So, um, you know, that was probably the biggest thing that I did to overcome it was to just take advantage of the fact that I'm full-time and I can take a day off and just not be so rigid um, and trying to get things done. Enjoy the part of the process that you're in. So Kendra, why don't you tell us the most important lesson you've learned since you've been in business? Um, the most important lesson. Um, I would say that 
and I learned this from my business as well as just working in so many other businesses that when it comes to a business, you have to remember um, your why and your who. So you have to remember why you're in business. Um, so that will keep you going. That'll keep you motivated. But you also have to remember who you're in business for. And that will also keep you motivated. But that's what t- that's what makes you different from just like a hobby, right? Like you have to tie it to something that is going to turn into a profitable business. A lot of times people will go into business because they just enjoy doing something and it's not necessarily solving a problem or benefiting any particular group of people. And they're wondering why they're not making money or they wonder why it's so hard to get a client or a customer. And it's because that's it. they're in that hobby mode. And so you have to you know, transition to a business by thinking about who am I helping? Why am I helping them? How am I helping them? And, and why does that matter? Like, why are they going to pay me for this? Um, so I would definitely say that, you know, that's a huge lesson in business. If you want to have an actual business and not just a hobby that's maybe draining your time and your money, you got to tie it to um, something that's of value to a particular group of people. I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's this misconception that once you start to pursue entrepreneurship, that you're not working for anybody. But no matter what you're doing, you're always working for someone. You're always serving um, someone. And so that's really important to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's the, the big part of it, right? Is, you know, a lot of times we do think about entrepreneurship and, and the goal sometimes for some people is I just want to be an entrepreneur so that I don't have to work for anyone else. And that's kind of not, that's not really the right way to think about it. Because like you said, you're always working for somebody like that customer and that client is your boss. So you have to, uh, serve them in some capacity and benefit them in some capacity if you are uh, going to reap any kind of financial gain or anything uh, from it. Absolutely, Kendra. Um, when you were first starting the Finance Femme, was there um, any particular sacrifices that you had to make to get your business off the ground? Yeah, sacrifice of time and money. Like, And that's a sacrifice that I think every single person is going to have to make when they first start their business. You can have um, a lot of money, you can have a lot of excess time, or you can not have a lot of either. But either way, you're going to have to sacrifice time and you're going to have to sacrifice money. Build uh, Businesses are not made overnight. Um, sometimes it looks that way over social media and all of that, but it's just not the reality. So um, in the very beginning, I had to, you know, I was working my full-time job and I would come home and I would work on my business until 11, 12 o'clock at night. Um, my weekends were dedicated to my business. Any money that I made from my nine to five, I put into my business. Um, and, you know, that's just kind of part of it. Now, obviously you want to make sure that that money's coming back to you. So you don't want to just pump a lot of your money and time into something that you, that's not working out. But there is some level of faith for sure, a lot of, a lot of faith, um, that that's going to come back to you at some point. But you still want to check in and just look and see, like, is money coming back to me? Um, am, I, am I actually impacting the people that I'm wanting to impact? Am I actually getting in front of them? But um, for me, the sacrifice in the beginning was definitely my time, my money, you know, vacations were were replaced by new laptops that I had to buy. Like all of that stuff was, was a sacrifice. Well, Kendra, I can tell just from the short conversation we've had that you're very motivated and you know your skill very well. But if there were three skills that have been crucial to your success um, with the finance fam, what are they and how have they helped you? Three skills. Um, so for me specifically, I mean, I would definitely say 
just being very um, like analytical. So obviously if you're in finance and accounting and all of that, a numbers person, you know, you have to be able to be very analytical and seeing, um, you know, and problem solving. So I would definitely say that's one of them. And then also being, uh, having good just conversation and communication. Like when you are an entrepreneur, I think in general, regardless of whether you are introverted or extroverted, you got to learn how to talk to people. And, you know, in the beginning phases, that was a struggle for me because I am so introverted. Um, and I was like, I'd rather just be behind the scenes working. I don't really want to have to talk to anybody. And you got, you know, I had to, to fix that and to build on that. And, um, so I would say that that's another skill that's very crucial is being able to go out there and communicate. And lastly, I would say the ability to specifically communicate your value. And I think that, you know, some people want to call that sales skills. I don't really like to call it sales skills. Um, it's more so just communicating your value. You're not selling someone on, on your service, in my opinion. You're really just explaining to them, hey, you need this. I can provide it. and I know how to do it. And this is why it's valuable to you. And you have to be able to do that as an entrepreneur um, because otherwise nobody's going to buy your product, buy your service. They might not even know who you are. So that's something that is extremely crucial when you are um, building your business is being able to communicate the value that you bring to people. Kendra, I couldn't agree more. It's super important to communicate your value. Um, what advice do you have for somebody that wants to break into your industry? Oh, that's a good one. So like, that's literally what that whole coaching is that I do with, with accounting, finance and tax pros. And I would say that the, the biggest thing that we have to bust through first. And so like the hardest thing is the mindset um, because, and this is kind of a general statement here, but in general, accounting, finance, and tax professionals, we are introverted. We like to be behind the scenes. We are not, we don't have huge personalities, but a lot of times we support people with huge personalities. So that can sometimes be difficult when we are explaining our value, when we are saying, no, our, you know, our service is X price and not this price. So a lot of times, um, that's what I, I help coach through the most in the beginning is just breaking through that mindset, breaking through some of those issues that we put on ourselves um, that cause us to work with clients that we don't want to work with or set prices that we don't want to set. And it's just getting through all of that um, so that we can actually have the business that we really desire. So really, I know that a lot of people that are listening that are in accounting, finance and tax are probably going to say, Kendra, I want something that's like more tangible. Like I, they're very analytical like me. So they're going to say, no, I want three steps that can make me have this bang in business. And I'm going to say, I can give you the steps, but first you got to work on that mindset because you will forever be working with people that you don't want to work with at prices that you don't want to work with. Um, unless you break through that and you, um, and you will, you know, get through those mindset blocks that will have you working with those individuals. So that really is the biggest, most crucial piece of advice for people in my industry. Kendra, you've said a couple of times that that you coach people and that you also have a coach. How important is it to have a mentor or a coach um, in your business in order to be successful? It's I honestly feel like it's imperative. Like I feel like it's imperative, particularly if you're in a service-based industry. Um, if you are in a product-based industry, I think that it's important, especially in the beginning, to, to understand distribution and to understand all of that. 
Um, but particularly if you're in a service-based industry, I think that it's so, so crucial because we literally, we are serving people. So there are different little things that we have to, that we're going to struggle through. Like I serve individuals in retail and e-commerce. I know those industries very, very well, but I don't know how to necessarily handle the people aspects of it, you know? So I had to get a coach to kind of help me understand like Kendra. Yeah. You have the finance and the accounting piece, but you have to learn the, almost a psychology of people to understand how to essentially coach them through their finances. So even though I'm doing a lot of their actual technical work, I had to learn how to almost coach them on how to use that financial information to grow their business. And that's something that I didn't know. You know, I didn't have that that insight. So I went and got a coach that's an industry specific coach. She's in accounting, um, but she's worked with very large companies, very small companies. She understands the power of uh, communication, persuasion, sales, all of that. So I think that it's very important when you are starting your business to work with someone who is levels ahead of you and where you want to go. You know, I, I used to have a marketing coach and a social media coach and all of that, and that was great. But I think an industry specific coach is crucial because they understand the different things that you're going to have to go through within your business. And, um, and so, yeah, I just think that that's so important to have someone that that is uh, coaching you through it. Kendra, I couldn't agree more. You talked um, a little bit earlier, but earlier about how it's important to know your why um, and your who. How do you feel like the work that you do aligns with your purpose? So what was the last part? How do you feel the work that you do aligns with your purpose? Um, good question. So for me, um, you know, like I said, when I was growing up, I always knew finance and accounting is where I wanted to be. It's what I went to school for. It's what I was in corporate for. I was very happy climbing that corporate ladder. You know, I thought, oh, once I hit six figures, I'm going to just sit back and chill. And I I hit six figures in my corporate job and I, I didn't sit back and chill. Like I was still grinding and I was like, this is not what this is supposed to be about. Like I'm enjoying my day to day work, but like, what am I trying to reach? And literally when I had that first woman that I was, that was a client of mine and I saw that the impact to her business impacted her personal life and, and she just was happier because now she can pay her bills at work and at home. Um, that's when I realized that's what I was put here for. So all of that growing up, you know, doing grocery shopping and Excel spreadsheets and, um, you know, 10 years in corporate and all that was all just preparation to help women entrepreneurs live the life that they want with, through their business. And so I fully believe that all of that was just training for what I'm doing right now. And that my purpose is to help women that are bold enough to step out on their own and pursue their vision and their passion. I'm just there to support them. I'm there to help them um, and support them in growing their business. So uh, I definitely feel like I'm now walking in my purpose and it just, I can feel it. And I, I feel like once you are there, you can feel it and you know, and you have that little, that level of peace. It doesn't make it any less difficult <laughs> and any less stressful to get the work done, but at least you feel like you're in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. I agree. I think, I think that's such um, an ideal place to be. And I know so many people are striving for it. Um, but I know some people, especially when they're first starting their business, um, they have this little thing called fear that likes to sneak up on them and get into their head. Um, and you talked a little bit earlier about how it's so important to have that mindset to your, to where you're able to manage that fear. Um, so do you have any fears that you um, struggle with and how do you manage them? 
Yeah, fear, I think, is something that that pops up all the time. And I think for me, um, I mean, I think that the specific fear probably changes constantly. Um, But I would say that the way to manage it is to really have belief. So to have your faith, for sure, and to really believe whatever it is that you're that you're wanting to go into. So let's say for instance that you're having fear just to get started on your business. Like you you feel like you know what you want to do, you feel like it's right, you feel like you've planned and planned and researched and researched but you're scared to take that next step, then I would just say you have to really sit back and be- if you truly believe that that business is meant to happen, then you got to go for it. Like the fear is going to always be there and it will paralyze you if you don't just crush through it. And I know people say like stare fear in the face and just go through it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like you have to you have to kind of quiet the noise and and anticipate that fear is going to come and just not care. Because at the end of the day, the only reason you have fear is because there's that unknown there. You're not sure what's going to happen. But not being sure what's going to happen is the only way that you're going to, it only comes up because you you haven't done it before, right? So if you don't want to keep doing the same day to day, living the same life, if you want things to change, fear is, is inevitable. It's going to be there because you're stepping into something that is unknown, but it just doesn't matter. You got to just walk through it anyways and understand that what you see ahead of you for your path and the journey is likely not what's going to happen. You know, there's going to be some variation of it. You're going to deviate from it in some way. Um, and that's fine. Like, that's fine. You got to keep moving. Like, you got to keep going. So I think fear is something that we give so much thought to when we shouldn't. It should literally be something that we know is going to come. Like haters, right? You know they're going to come. But just don't give them any attention because they're going to keep it moving. It's the same thing with fear. You know, we shouldn't give it too Kendra, much Kendra, I completely agree with you. Um, I know they say entrepreneurship is when you take a greater risk than everybody else, right? So you take that jump and you build your plane on the way down. You figure it out and you you find something that works for you in ways that you manage your fear um, and you manage the risk that you're taking. Um, Kendra, what are some things that yes. you do on a daily basis to grow um, as a person and as an entrepreneur? Um, I would say that it's connecting with people who are um, connecting with people who are who really want to connect with you. So, like, what I mean by that is, right now I'm on this kind of phase in my journey where I'm slowing down the work. Like I I have the clients that I have. I have the coaching students that I have. I'm picking up more coaching students, but I'm slowing down on the consulting side because I want to enjoy the time, freedom, and the flexibility. So I'm slowing down a little bit. And and what I am finding is that I am actually talking to more people that like Instagram is like my big platform. I love Instagram. I've connected through a lot of people on Instagram. And usually it's like I will drop a little you know, graphic or whatever. People will have their little comments and I'll keep it moving. But now I'm like finding myself talk, like reaching back and talking and to, to everyone who's commenting and DMing and all of that and just learning like, well, what are you struggling with in entrepreneurship? And you know, what are you thinking? What's going on with you? And, and just talking to other people that are maybe in their earlier phase in their, in their journey with entrepreneurship and just communicating with them. And I think that helps me grow as an entrepreneur because one, it just feels really good, right? To help people. But also it puts things into perspective for me because again, as an entrepreneur, I feel like a lot of times we're always looking forward and we don't pause to congratulate ourselves when we look back. 
And so in talking to people who are earlier in their journey, I'm realizing like, hey, I can help them. Like I can help, even if it has nothing to do with finance or accounting, I can help them understand the power of social media. I can help them understand marketing. I can help them understand mindset. And it feels really good. And it's kind of that pat on the back that you don't give yourself when you pause and you just help people that are that are in an earlier phase than you. So I would definitely say that I've been doing that a lot lately and that's helped me grow as an entrepreneur. And I know it's helping those that I'm talking to grow. And I think, I feel like that is a big piece of what's helping me now, um, you know, continue to push forward. Kendra, I agree so much. I think it's important that when you reach a certain place in your life and in your business, that you're able to stop and take that time um, and share your wealth of knowledge and just encourage somebody else that that's probably on a similar journey. Um, So Kendra James, you are the finance fan, but what's something that people don't know about you, Kendra? Hmm. So I will say that one thing that people don't know that they're usually pretty shocked about is that A, I am very introverted. A lot of people, for some reason, think that I'm extroverted. Don't let social media fool you. That's why I don't see people in my pictures with me. Like, it's always <laughs> just me. <laughs> That's a hint. It's because I'm introverted. Um, and also, I'm, I'm very... Um, I don't know what's the word. Like I'm very in touch with my emotions. I'm a cancer. That's my that's my Woo-hoo. zodiac sign. And so people are usually shocked when yes. they are you a cancer as well. <laughs> we're awesome. I'm telling you, we're awesome. And people will. And I don't know if this happens to you, Lydia, but like I get so touched by like commercials and things like that, especially like around the holiday season and stuff. And people are always like, Kendra, why are you so like, like, why are you like tearing up over this like baby advertisement? I'm like, I don't know, but it's just so precious. So that's one thing about me for sure is that I am very true to my Zodiac sign um, and being emotional. And I'm very true to being like a true introvert, which I think is probably the opposite of what most people um assume about me Kendra being a cancer is like a blessing and a curse because you're um emotionally like intellectual so you understand your emotions very well and therefore I can understand other people's emotions very well sometimes when they don't even understand them that's why I say it's like a blessing and a curse exactly Um, so what are some things that you do outside of your business what hobbies do you have when you're not working When I'm not working, um, hot yoga. So I love hot yoga. I love um, pole pole workout. So I do pole dancing for workout. I do hot yoga. I have a dog that I'm like absolutely in love with. I've had her for 10 years. And so I spend every second with her. Um, I have a fiance, so planning a wedding. Um, I have, let's see. Oh, I recently, about eight months ago, um, started a vegan diet. So that's something that I'm very, very excited about. So I've bought like every vegan cookbook you can think of and cook like every day, which is not like a thing for me. I did not enjoy cooking before. So a lot of just like life changes that's happened over the past year or so that um, that I'm just embracing. And that's, I feel like that's part of the journey as well with entrepreneurship is like, you know, you're going to pivot and change things all the time. You just got to really enjoy where you're at and take make the most of it. So um, well, Kendra, so, congratulations on your engagement. Um, also, I recently you. started like thank vegan you. meal prepping. So I'm going to keep in touch with you and we can share yeah. tips with each other. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Do you have any last words you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, I mean, honestly, the only thing I would say is just to, to stay focused, like stay focused. 
and know that hard times are going to come, but great times are, are going to proceed. Are going to come after that. So like focus on um, focus on knowing that you are eventually going to get to where you want to get to. You just have to really believe it. You have to make that plan for it and just put that plan into action. So I know that's not like a closing word. It's more like a like a statement, but really just keep, you know, just keep focus. That's really all I can say. It's just, you got to just keep focus and, but stay happy. Like, you know, don't sacrifice your happiness and sacrifice your health and sacrifice eating and talking to your family and friends to grind on business. Like you have to be happy. Great businesses really flourish in happiness. So definitely keep that. Kendra, I completely agree. Being rich and famous and all of that is all nice and dandy, but that's not the answer to any of your problems. And I think happiness and peace of mind are really um, qualities that people should cherish in their life. Um, Thank you again so much, ladies and gentlemen. Kendra James, The Finance Femme. How can people find you? So the website is thefinancefem.com and fem is F-E-M-M-E. Um, I'm also on uh, social media, especially Instagram at thefinancefem. Do you want to hear more info and inspiration about how you can boss up in your life and your business while connecting with other boss up babes? Join our Facebook community to get daily tips and chat with myself and other listeners. Visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boss up babe or visit bossupbabe.org to find out more. If you like this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.